podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback Four. This is Gav and with me I have Shawnee, Keith and Emma. Um, this show is brought to you by Bobby's Wish to Walk and Bobby is €4,800 short of his target of €150,000. See, I done my walk tonight and I checked how short he is. So, um, before we go into any football and slaughtering Liverpool Football Club for the next 60 to 90 minutes, um, link is in the description if you would like to donate to Bobby. If not, take that link, send it around to friends, family, and become part of getting him over that target of 150k. Um, Liverpool 3, Brighton 3 at Anfield yesterday, but it's a, it goes a lot deeper than that. It goes a lot deeper than that. The reaction online has... Um, yeah, it's been lively, let's just say. And you know what? We're going to talk about the game tonight. We're going to talk about what the problems are, um, who's responsible for those problems, um, how we could fix those problems, or do we just have to come to the terms with the fact that Liverpool, as a team, are really, really struggling and it could be a longer-term situation than some people believe. Um, Shani, how was your weekend? It's grand, yeah. Yeah, wasn't bad. I I like. I told you at the start of the season I wasn't going to kind of football <laughs> dictate me about, and I'll be honest with you, I can safely say that it doesn't really. Like yeah. honestly, um, obviously I'm annoyed over it, but I don't really fucking. I don't subscribe to the bullshit anymore. Really, um, I watched nearly every game after hours yesterday, which I wouldn't do mm. if um, when we don't win. You know what I mean? So. I watched games from other leagues. I watched the half five game yesterday. I watched PSG. I watched the games today. So I don't really, um, I'm not as entranced as I, as I have been. And to be honest with you, Liverpool have kind of helped that as well this year with, with the start of the season that we've had. Mm. Um, did you do that nice? No, I didn't do that at all, actually. Um, I'm away next weekend, so I'm oh. just pumping the brakes on it for a while so yeah right. taking it easy a few games of pro clubs last night bit of yeah. shouting at Gav bit of laughing at Gav <laughs> it's, it's genuinely the highlight of the week and now I've started Ultimate Team where I just continuously ask Shawnee questions the most ridiculous stupid question and Johnny's on the other end of the headset like you know he's just gone this fucking idiot again but listen he's being very patient and I'd like to thank Shawnee publicly for that before we move <laughs> on uh, my weekend um, wasn't helped with the game yesterday I'm going to be honest but I did make um chocolate orange brownies today orange chocolate brownies was that right yeah um and i made a nice sunday dinner other than that and then i bought some guinness because that's what that's that's what it's got to at this stage keith you're coming down with something are you, are you poorly i am a bit yeah i am a bit um yeah yeah um just busy i think i'm stressed out and as shawnee told on liverpool don't help 
You know what I mean? They don't fucking help you. Um, I was out, yes, I was actually doing a, a football coaching course and I missed the start of the game and, and we had a group and Shawnee, I asked, how's the game going? Shawnee was like, this is a lot of bollocks and he said it was muck. I got in just just as uh, Bobby scored the force and then I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. I watched it back. Dreadful, dreadful. Um, something... Uh, Sean, he said he doesn't get as invested anymore with, with football. I, I done that um, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, um, under the Hodgson things. Football used to have laid and ruin your weekend. And I learned to not let it, do you know what I mean? And it's it's hard, like, I was like, this, you know, a, a shitty start like that, ruin your whole weekend. But it's starting to try me, me patience a bit now, do you know what I mean? It's... Uh, it's getting back to the. Oh, I think we've been spoiled. Do you know what I mean? I think we've been spoiled, and this this shite now is uh, starting to annoy us. But uh, yeah, busy weekend. What care on Doyle said there? I've put like nails if I may. Like that, and that's sort of what it is. And to be honest with you, kinda, I think it's something you'll touch on in the show. I think some of the players last year just took it out of me in terms of football. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we won a couple of trophies or whatever, but just kind of felt a little bit flat after. And I wanted a break for football. Now, I remember we talked about wanting a break for football, and it's back. And I can't wait for the World Cup, to be honest. I really fucking can't. And I never thought I'd be saying that. I genuinely can't wait for the World Cup. Yeah. Nay, Nay has made a comment here, and I don't think it's going to happen for you, bro. He says, or, or sister, I'm not too sure if that's a man or one. He says, Shawnee, tell me everything will be okay. Strap yourselves in. It's not going to be okay <laughs> if, you, if you want Shawnee to do that for you. Um, Emma, you were smashing the fucking tops of bottles off your desk and everything before. I, I forgot started. my bottle opener, so I just said I'd smash oh, it off my desk. Right. Yeah. Was that for from yesterday, or how was your weekend? Um, I'm the exact opposite to Shawnee, and I've tried several times, like Keith has, to uh, maybe emotionally check out from football, but I'm a bit of a fucking weirdo. I refuse to drink out of my Liverpool cups and everything with the Lewis. I'm just, like, I'm no, I'm not talking to you. I'm not even drinking out of your fucking cup. But, um, Look, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not nice to be around after a, a bad result. Um, and I thought, I got up this morning and I thought we had a match this morning and I thought we'd get a good result today. And we got fucking handed our arse 5 nil, So yeah. that didn't make things any better. So, Cracking weekend no, with the sound. Few, few, yeah. few drinks and uh, and we got the NFL taken off us. So I don't know if this can get any fucking worse. Yeah, our, our planned watch along for the NFL won't be happening tonight because of um, issues, but we'll uh, we'll sort that out. Look. Jesus, if Emma has a cat, someone go in and rescue that cat. <laughs> <laughs> but lads, look. My dog is called Bobby, so he's saving him. All right. Oh, that's fair. Um, but look, usually we, we go in depth on every single incident in this game yesterday, but in fairness, the lads, uh, Kevin, Chris, and um, who do the post-match shows had to come on and do that yesterday in a three-all draw and um, they've done a brilliant job of it there was some people in the chat that overstepped the mark and i think that's fair to say um but kev and chris took it well and um, gave their opinion done a good show and we move on so and i want to thank them for that because some of it was bang out of order and um if you think that this is the channel where you come on and do that sort of thing it's not it simply isn't and it never will be um but we have to talk about the game, and, I want, and I'm going to tell people straight off the bat, we're going to talk about this game, we're going to talk about incidents in the game, overall, how Liverpool performed, players, and then we're going to look at the wider scale of 
what's going on with this person or that person or the team as a whole and what the fixes could be. All right. Now that might lead to being heated, but rest assured, the four of us will argue over this and afterwards we forget about it. That's the way we are. We're mates talking about football. But, Shawnee, I'm going to come back to you because it's a three all draw against Brighton. And I think Liverpool absolutely stole a point there yesterday. Absolutely stole a point there yesterday because I've been fucking waffling on for the last week on shows at 11 o'clock in the morning saying this is a good game for us. You know, we've had rests. The players that need a minute in the international break because they're coming back got them. We have a, a big centre-half back in training. I was giving her all that and I really believed it that Liverpool after that break refresh or reset and they came out, Shawnee, and they showed us again yesterday that this just looks like it's stuck in neutral and there's no, it doesn't ever look like getting over yeah, um, a proper tweet yesterday. I kind of had a look at it because you kind of you you. I don't. I try to refrain from going over the top and being reactionary after games on Twitter and stuff like that. And I don't think I do be. I think I just kind of think, all oh, right, what do I think in that in that sense? And then normally the next day it kind of clears up. And I had a look there today. I just flicked through because I've had kind of the same issue watching Liverpool every game this season and even towards back end the last season I'm sitting there watching the game people are Allen yesterday thinking was so easy to play against was so easy to play against teams are creating loads of chances against us and it just seems to be a ding dong all the time a, a ding dong all the time and if I'm not like we bat that vomit which is an anomaly at this stage and we get battered by Napoli but I'm looking at like I'm, I'm, I have a hair on my phone just Fulham 2-0, Palace 1-0, Newcastle 2-1, Everton 0 all, Ajax 2-1. Like, we could have easily lost all of them games. Mm. All of them. Yeah. But, as a ding-dong, and, 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 no, and, 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 and on the same hand, we could have easily won them all. And it's just, like, for me, it just, it, the, the, we, the first red flag was the Fulham game and they ran all over us. And you kind of, you kind of, you can say to yourself, all right, you come away from the first game of the season, it's a half 12 opening game away to a newly promoted side at home. They might be energetic, but we're just flat as fuck. Same as Palace. Just, the team looks spent, Gav. They look spent, um, in my opinion. And we kind of maybe, I think the the couple of windows of not doing anything has finally caught up on us in a way where it's just there's no legs in the middle, and from what I can see, th- that's the real cause of the problems, and it's it's affecting us at both ends of the pitch where the forwards now they need to take all their chances, and defenses just seems to be constantly under pressure. Like they look like they were going to score every attack yesterday, and I, I'm not going to say here. And I'm not going to single out individual players because it's it, it, it's a terminal problem within the 11. Now, I don't think you could... There's one player who was particularly worse than the rest. Like All it is is all the big hitters are letting us down. And I just think the lack of investment in key areas has really killed us now. Because if you look now at the guts of that team, it's Alisson, Van Dijk, Matip, Trent, Robbo, Fabinho, Hendo, and uh, and one other playing the left side, which has always kind of chopped and changed. 
whether it was Thiago, Keita, Chamberlain, you've Salah, you've we're, we're trying to mismatch the things now. Bobby's back in the team. Bobby's playing well, which would would suggest that what we suspect is fucking true because Bobby being one of the players who didn't play an awful lot of football last year looks fresh, you know, and they just look spent, Gav. And I think both the midfield and the defence are overcompensating for a midfield that's just not able to do the job anymore. And, and what I mean by that is, like, I, I'm sure the lads would agree, and this isn't going to be a fucking non-dog show, and it's not going to be a show where I come on screaming the gaff down because that's not what we do here. Oh, like what? I'm not going to come here screaming the gaff down pointing fingers. Like you just need to look I at. I'm going. I, I thought I was going to have. No, a... no, you, no. You just you <laughs> need to look at you need, you need to look at what the team is built on, and and for so many years, like fans, and when I say fans, I mean fucking ages on Twitter had issues with the fact that Liverpool's midfield was based on functionality. And it was, and you know what? That was our engine room. That that's what meant. That's look. That was the fucking bedrock. The the, the brilliant attack and the solid defense was built on was that those functionalities in the midfield, and they just can't do it anymore. Mm. There's nothing left in the tank, and I'm not going to single out players, but because it's unfair, they've literally given everything, and I think they needed help from within the club or a coach to realize, say, do you know what? They they, they fucking need reinforcements in there, and you have. Hendo, who's just can't run anymore. Fabinho, who looks the exact same, looks like he's in treacle. Fabinho looks really confused for me. It's not even that, and Gav, it's 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 bleeding throughout the team because, like, you can skip over all the goals in every football. You can nearly attribute a goal to an unforced error, someone from someone somewhere. Look at Fabinho. Look at look at Van Dijk for the poor goal yesterday. It's panic. We've never seen that by him. They just look fucked, Gav. We look spent. And I looked at I looked at fucking City today and they'd have probably nearly a brand new back four in there chopping and changing. They're bringing Mares off the bench. You look back to did Fernandinho who left. They had Rodri at the club two years before he went ready to just step in. We've gotten the the, the succession plan and right in other areas of the pitch. I think the midfield has failed. And I think what we're seeing now is it's actually the most important area to this football team. I think it's the most important area at top-level football, to be honest with you. They say the game is won in both boxes, but what happens in the middle of the field determines how well they are able to operate defensively and offensively. And I think that's just what killed us. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here digging out Henderson to the little fucking, to the cunts and the bleachers who hate him and have hated him for a long time. Do you know what? You might finally be right after six or seven years of bashing him. You might finally be right around, fella, because he looks he looks bollocksed. Fabinho, very much the same. And Fabinho's normally slow to return. You know what? I'm ranting on here, but it, it's you just... You on, bro. It's kind of <clears throat> what I look at. And I don't think it's hyperbola. And to be honest with you, Gab, I don't think a fucking 100 million Joe Bellingham would have made a difference anyway. And I'm, I'm being deadly serious. I think what would have happened had to happen was... You win the Champions League. You don't just do Seth van der Berg and Harvey Elliott. You bring someone else in. The counter-argument is, we go and win the league the next year. Yeah, but top teams can operate like that. The, it, these players had that in their legs at that stage. They, they say the lifespan, Emmett, you're a coach, all right? 
you, you watch all sports. You look even to like Vince Lombardi and Bill Belichick's philosophies. They know sport is cyclical. No more than football. Any top team has three or four years at the top without rejuvenating this point. I don't think we've done enough to rejuvenate this point. I- you, can, you can account the blame at so many different fucking people. The owners, certain players. Right now, I'm going to blame the only person who's capable of changing this. And it's Jorgen Klopp. That's that. I think at the moment, it comes down to Jorgen Klopp. I think after the Napoli game, he talks about Liverpool having to reinvent, reinvent ourselves. We've played the same system every game since. And we've had the same results. So, look, I, I think this isn't just a flash in the pan. I don't think good players become shy players overnight, but I think good players can become tired players. Not overnight, but over time. And I think that's finally what we're seeing. And you know what? If you end up out of the Champions League this season, it'll be a fucking disaster. Because literally everything the club have worked so hard for in seasons gone by will be out the window. Because then again, you'll have to be throwing money at big players to come in and get them to come. So I just think people are putting it down to loyalty. I don't think. I just think bad, bad, bad planning in the midfield is literally has us where we are now. And people can talk about XG and this, that and the other and bounce the ball going the other way. We just haven't been good enough. And the reasons being is we're spent. There's been underinvestment in a key area of the football team. And players who have been so fucking good for us time and time again literally are, are physically incapable of going to the well again. It's not an application thing they're just physically unable well let, let's look at this midfield right because when I look at this midfield I agree with you I think there's a couple of things I think I think if you do things right in the summer and we all thought we'd do one if not two in the summer in midfield right simply because we thought that Oxley Chamberlain would leave and not Kate at the time but there's been more rumour around Kata recently. But if you bring two in, it allows you to adjust um, Henderson's role and it allows you to adjust for what Milner's role would be, which should be extremely bit part, right? Now, the only excuse I would throw at the midfield thing is that Oxlade-Chamberlain gets themselves a a longish-term injury that kind of snookers them a little bit. I'm absolutely fine with that. And I've said it on numerous occasions, right? Jones, injured, hasn't been seen. Elliot is young. That's fine. But my issue from watching over this is, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with people saying, didn't do enough in the summer? Because I thought he might have done too. And we've said it on loads of shows, we thought he'd do too, right? But I'm of the sort, I'm of the, the type that they didn't do it, you get on with it, right? Now, my issue in midfield over this season is if legs are gone a little bit, if players are, if if they're trying to tweak something what they're doing in the system or whatever it might be or the way we approach things, you must adjust to that. And we haven't adjusted. So <clears throat> if we're adjusting in, like we seem to be not moving as much, but still trying to set, play the same game. Like just drop back. Drop back 10 or 15 yards if you have the front man to hold people. And we don't seem to do that. We seem to half press and get played around and then we're in serious fucking trouble. And yes, you can look at Trent, and I know you don't want to personally call out people, but you could genuinely look at Trent 
Gomez this season. I don't think Matip was was great yesterday. Van Dijk, Robertson. You know, you could you could all look at them in certain parts and say to yourselves, this is unworking. And the and the reason it might be working is are we pressing from the front properly? Is midfield and it just seems a mixture of things where yes, they got snookered a bit on the Oxlade Chamber thing. And people would say, Oh, just write them off and buy another player. It's not how they work. Stop saying it because it's not how they work. Whether you think it's right or whether you think it's wrong, it's not how they work. Right? And my my biggest thing is probably just going, lads. We're not pressing here. We're not closing off avenues. We're not squeezing people. So if you're not going to squeeze and you're going to let them play, you need to drop back and help yourself. And then look to play from there. Become a little bit counter-attacking for a while if you're trying to tweak things or whatever. But it just seems to be, and I've heard this word being used loads, arrogance. But it seems to be, an, I wouldn't say arrogance, but I think there's an, they feel like they expect themselves to go out and go, we're at 90% of what we usually do. But that'll be fine. We'll feel what we want, and that'll be fine, and we go and play it, and it's clearly not working. Keith, you know, there's loads of issues going through, and I think they knock on to each other. Like, I think forwards, you know, midfield knocks on to defence. I think the keeper's been fucking brilliant, and we're 4-0 down there yesterday, only for Alison Becker, as simple as that. But, like, where do you sit on the issues we have? What's the fix? Who's to blame? And you can say whatever you fucking like, because... Like, who's going to stop us anyway, Keith? So say what you want. Look, Shawnee sort of covered nearly everything there with what he said, and, and he's spot on. The midfield, air midfield was never going to be like Man City's midfield, where you've got Kevin De Bruyne, you've got Bernardo Silva, David Silva, all these type of players. It was a function of midfield. It made everything work, and it reminded me of Alex Ferguson's best of a team was the 07 to 09 Man United team with Ronaldo, Tevez, Berbatov, Rooney, with the back four with every fucking Stan, I know Stan, Vidic, Dura lot, right? Dura Shower, Ferdinand and all that. And that midfield was made up of fucking Anderson and Fabio and, you know, Park G. Song and Darren Fletcher and all these absolute seven out of tens. And they were energetic and they allowed the team to play. They allowed everything else to function. We had that for so long until we didn't, right? And now we don't. And where we're looking at now is we're looking at a midfield that's it's too slow. It's got doesn't have enough energy, and the players in there are, you know, maybe they're at some of them are at the end of the road. Alex Oxley Chamberlain, I disagree. I think we should probably just cut our losses on him and, and nearly row him off and brought in a replacement for him this summer. Um, I just don't know how we're going to fix this because what's starting to annoy me now is the Duke. I don't want you Bellingham now. I think it's too much money for one player that doesn't fix their problem. Yeah, it feels a bit like Joe Bellingham. If you're flying, is a brilliant enforced. You're, you're 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 bringing on the squad, but at the moment there, you're saying you probably need two or three. You can't just go and yeah. run. But and but if we don't buy Joe Bellingham now, it looks like a failure. Do you know what I mean? And we we're nearly in a bleeding position now where it's Joe Bellingham or it's the look. We know that the fans can be psychos and they. The ones that are cheering for Jordan Henderson's demise will be the ones shouting if we don't get Joe Bellingham. But I'd rather see us invest in that midfield. Brighton, I've said it before, Brighton are one of the best teams in the Premier League. They're not going to win any titles or any trophies, but they play a great system. And their midfield players, Coisado, McAllister, their quality. I'd rather see us bringing in players of that calibre than 100 million or 120 million on Joe Bellingham. I just think we need too much work on this now. We've we've gotten to a situation where what a team 
that, as you said, was built on press and was built on functionality and everybody working hard. You know, it's it's constant, nonstop, nonstop. And over the years, Klopp has constantly tweaked that. You know what I mean? It was heavy metal football. That's gag and press. And it slowed down a bit. We got a bit more controlled. We were always playing good football. We were always evolving. And now it just looks like, where do we go? Because it's easy to play in the midfield. I thought Thiago was awful yesterday. Um, not just, you know... I won't lash Henderson and Fabinho, who were also dreadful, and say Thiago was good. He wasn't. And it, if Thiago can't do it, you're like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's not doing it, we pin too much on Thiago being a saviour for their midfield, and it's not going to happen. He's 31. He's a player that, that needs help, and we don't have that. We are, I think, we said this years ago on this show that we're a couple of windows behind. I think it's coming, to, it's coming back on us now because. You don't need to sign an eighty million pound midfielder. We've never signed that type of player, but we were always prided ourselves and boasted somewhat on our recruitment being brilliant and being ahead of the game and being ahead of the curve. Well, this isn't. This isn't ahead of the game and ahead of the curve. We're playing the same shite system week in, week out, as Shawnee touched on, as as you've touched on. Teams are just going through us now. There's no you don't need to reinvent the wheel. The Brighton manager, first game yesterday, had a sussed. Do you know what I mean? They don't need to reinvent the wheel to beat Liverpool now. And that's the worst part about it. We play Arsenal next. We play Man City after that. We play Rangers. Not really worried about Rangers, but the uh, could, could come back and hunt them. But, you know, Arsenal are a good team in form now. They're going to be looking at that. And Michael Arteta has a plan already, right? This is what we're going to do. And I'll tell you, we might want to single out players, but I'm going to single out Trent here because we've been hard on Trent before in the past and... Well, we've sang his praises for so many years. I think the young fella is just so fucking tired. Do you know what I mean? I think he is so, he's wrecked, he's emotionally, he's mentally tired, he's physically tired. He's not getting the protection he used to get at Liverpool when Henderson was Henderson and he covered all the work there. He doesn't get that anymore. But in a week where he's been publicly humiliated by Gareth fucking say, okay, I expected, in fact, I didn't expect, I was absolutely adamant about yesterday that I'm going to see a, I'm going to see a performance from Trent. I'm going to see him stepping up and saying, right, fuck this, enough is enough. I'm going to show what I'm made of. And it it didn't. Do you know what I mean? It didn't. And it's not his fault that, look, as I say, I'm tired, you're mentally and physically tired. But there's too much talk coming out of this Liverpool team and not enough fucking action. Do you know what I mean? Like, most all I was doing it last season, talking about revenge and this, and we're going to, and I've never done it. It just looks like the edge is gone in these players. We brought in... So we're playing 4-3-3, the exact same system we played five years ago. We're playing the exact same fucking shit now. We spoke in the summer, change of formation, key. Definitely going to be a change of system here. It's going to be something a bit more different. It hasn't been. Nothing different. We brought in a centre-forward who was different to every centre-forward we've had on that club. Definitely a change in system here. We're definitely going to do something. Nothing different. I don't know what, what we're going to do unless it's a case of all the, the big boys. Shani touched on it. You know, Van Dijk, Matip, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, Milner, Moe, all saying, this is fucking, this is not what we're about. This is not good enough. Robertson, Trent, we're not good enough. This isn't what we are. And just switch it on themselves. But it's not that easy. It's not easy to just switch on being absolute garbage. And then all of a sudden being brilliant again. Sean, you said it. They're 9-0 against Bournemouth. It's an anomaly now. 
It's an anomaly because we're not battering anyone. Yeah, we don't not, look like we have it in us. I, we have too many players that are top players that are their main men that are not at that, that level. That you know, seeing rubbish about fucking Linders writing a book and all, give her the rest, ah, will you? Stop it. Stop. No one got to do this. this what this is, this is the fork in the road that has been coming because we haven't we haven't we haven't dealt with an issue that was far coming, I think. And I think it's as simple as that. You you can go on about like we should have just fucking released Ox and we should have just showcased it. We should have done it. Because you know why? Teams who want to t- teams who want to win, owners who want to win would have done that. Win. Again, we talked about this. I got lashed. In August, but one round going, I don't know whether Nunes is the type of player who's going to walk or Liverpool. I got lashed out of it. And I got lashed out for then asking, well, it, do FSG want to win? But it, does, what's Klopp's <laughs> objective? Well, is, Klopp's, if, if Klopp, is Klopp under pressure if he doesn't win the Premier League, finishing the top four? No. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's where it comes into And I, it, that's the frustrating part of fans because I don't think. It, it never means as much that FSG are not bad owners. Do not get me wrong. I'm not going to start banging on them. I just You just need to realise, be a little bit rational and think, they want to win. It's not like ours. You know, our design, desire to win far outweighs everything else. They look at football differently. And you can't run around and go, literally, football is business these days. I think what's happened is, we're just fucking in the middle of a shitstorm and the problems that were far coming have literally all come to the fold. The, little, the few injuries we had at the start of the season haven't helped, but we have everyone back. Uh, and it's just seeped through the whole team now, like confidence. So, talking show you about Linder's booking on, that's ah, just, listen, that's, listen. that's stupidity. Look, I'm not, like, that's no, stupid. No, that, like, if you, no, if if you think that about, you're so easily led, if you're talking, about, if you're talking about Linder's book, right, you're actually, you're actually demeaning every other fucking analyst in the Premier League and across Europe. If you think that Pep Linders can write a book and all them fellas are reading and going, oh, now I know what Liverpool are doing. Will you fucking stop? All these people yeah. paid massive money, uh, massive money as analysts, uh, opposition analysts, whatever it might be, to walk out. The thing was, Liverpool, everyone knew what Liverpool done, but they couldn't stop them. And the reason they couldn't stop them was Liverpool done it so well, they were on top of it, they ate it alive, and then they spat it out. And that's what he done for a couple of years. And people go, oh, there's only one Premier League. They're up against a fucking sovereign country, right? That's the leveller. Always is the leveller. They're up against a big bag of cheats, right? And trust me, all the people that told you, oh, Man City to win the league, make your bet. Because if Liverpool don't turn up, this league is not even a farmer's league. I don't even know what it is. But, Emma, Jerry Cahill says, out on the legs... But in the charity shield, they look ready to go. And that's a really interesting point because how m- I get all this stuff about, you know, um, they're spent, they've done this, they've done that, but how much does it come down to application? Because for me, and honestly, Emma, I'm looking at this going, I, I think it's a mix of application and I think it's a-, a mix of not reacting to, A, if you're trying to tweak something and try something new and you're just being caught in between a rock and a hard place. And sometimes I look at them players going, they just aren't doing what they used to do. And I think sometimes the easy thing is to go, they played a lot of football, they look tired. Hmm, I'm not too sure. Gav, that's not easy, Gav. No, you no. know, I completely disagree. Gav, this has been, Gav, 
Yeah, you can't just turn around at some stage. Go on. No, but Gav, you can't just turn around and say, "Oh, the, it's an easy thing to say." If these lads have fucking four or five years high intense football in their oh, legs, I, I understand that. I understand. So but that's the I'm, problem. It's saying. not. But it's not application. It's, no, no. What I'm saying is, it's a mix of application and not adjusting yourselves to the data that you have and the evidence you have in front of you. That's what I'm saying. If I'm looking at that, Shani, I'm saying to myself, are they applying themselves? As much as they can, if that's the answer. And if they are employing themselves as much as they can, how are we getting eaten alive here through midfield? We need to adjust ourselves. Emma, I, I could be mad. That's what I think, though, when I, when I watch this team. Well, just to pick up on what about it, they, they could be trying to apply themselves, but because they're absolutely bollocks, this is why it comes across as they don't. At, like, at the start, I, I was kind of thinking to myself, at the start of the season, and just on, on Jerry's thing there, when, when we played the Charity Shield, I thought, we're going to absolutely waltz this league. So I was confused then, like Johnny said about the Fulham game, that you kind of think it's maybe just a promotional bounce and I should we be back? And then it kind of continues on to the next game and then the next game. And then I'm I'm thinking to myself, are they... Klopp has changed, even though we've played the same formation, he's changed something nearly every single year. But just this year just seems like it's a continuation of last season. And we've not really kind of changed anything. And that's to do with investment, it's to do with players coming in, etc., etc. Um, but what's happening is, is there's no intensity. We seem lax. We seem like we've got all the time in the world on the ball. And we just don't. It's like... Other teams are imposing their game on us, whereas we used to impose our game on them. And it's kind of literally like we're, we're sitting there waiting for them to do it. Um, I don't know what the problem is. I'm, I'm now leaning way more towards the fact that they are obviously bollocks. Um, in terms of Trent, Trent has had bad games in the past, in seasons gone by. Um, but it was covered up by everybody else doing their bit. There's so many now not doing their bit that it's highlighting absolutely everything. And I'm not going to say that it's unfair the stick that Trent is getting because some of the clearances he tried to make yesterday. But I just think that it's kind of extenuated on him because he, he was always a little bit susceptible at, at defence. But now that Matab isn't playing to, to his full potential, I know he's only back Van Dyke. Van Dijk looks like he's coming back from his ACL this year. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's nervous. He's afraid to. He's afraid to make a challenge. Spend I know we've said on here before. It's like he's got this World Cup in the back of his head. I've missed the Euros. I don't want to miss this World Cup. Like his his attempt at the clearance for the the third goal yesterday was. I I used to coach an under nines team that I cleared that easier. We had six six players in the box to their three. There's no way they should be scoring there. Um, so in terms of what Shawnee is saying, I, I everything that Shawnee said, everything that Keith said, I, I would fully agree with. Excellent players. They are all excellent players. They're not playing for Liverpool if they're not an excellent player. They don't become shit in the space of a season, but I do think they become tired. And I, I think we said at the start of the season when we were talking about transfers and people were talking about Bellingham and an attacking midfielder and I think it was me and Keith were saying we'd be looking more at the, the defensive side of midfield that Fabinho has no competition um, he doesn't have an understudy all these other great teams that Shawnee and Keith mentioned as well they all seem to have little had, have understudies Shawnee spoke about Rodri at Man City wasn't getting a starting position with Fernandinho in there 
but was kind of plying his trade, was learning the ropes, and then was able to eventually take over from him. Who takes over from Fabinho? Who takes over from Hendo? We don't have this conveyor belt. And that's, I know we've two people have already said that we're probably two windows behind, but that's where you bring these players in. And they, they sit there, they learn the ropes, they... Like the like the Unfellas used to do years ago, they clean the, the professionals' boots, they learn from them, and then they're there to take over from them. But we have nobody that's there to take. We've no look. We've only brought in Calvin Ramsey this summer to uh, like to try and compete with Trent, and he's already injured. Okay, growing pains or whatever, and hopefully he's hopefully he's back now. But there's nobody in that midfield. That that midfield tree. The worrying thing is, is that midfield tree yesterday is probably our best midfield tree. Well, <laughs> can I just stop you there? Because there was a comment made yesterday where I think it was Chris or Kev said, um, you know, probably our best midfield. He, he mentioned probably our best midfield three, and we had comments in the in the afterwards saying, are you ridiculous? You know, Henderson this, Henderson that. And I was kind of, and I kind of looked at him and went, well, who else are you putting in there? Because mm-hmm. Arthur isn't fit, right? Jones isn't fit. Um Milner's 37. Who else? Kate is not fit. And the only other option is Elliot. And Elliot's been, and when Elliot plays, yeah, he's yeah. being told he's yeah. the problem. So, you know, it, it, it leads to a bit of a mad, a bit of, bit, bit of a mad kind of reaction to things. And look, I think, I think we're all in agreement here that there's issues. There's issues in the way we're pressing. There's issues in the way we're playing. Like somebody said there earlier, a lot of the stuff is off the ball. On the ball, we're creating chances. We're, we're, we're not too bad. You know, now I'm not saying we're at our electric best, but we're still creating chances. We're still scoring goals. Um, but off the ball, we just seem to either, we're not applying ourselves, we're trying to do something different, and we're not willing to adjust ourselves to trying something different. And players are out of form, and that's allowed. There's just, there's a load of things going on. Plus, the fact that when you look at the squad, you think to yourself, too many injuries. Um, did we did we bring enough in? And that's up for argument. Um, I think I think we should have done one more in the summer. But I can kind of see, and only based on the way these owners work, I can kind of see where we snooker ourselves a little bit, especially with Ox and then further on with, uh, well, Nabby is kind of you know it's it's a bit of a sideshow at this stage. Um, I want to get into what the fixes might be, but before I do, I have to read out the ads because the ads help us turn the lights on and all that sort of stuff and ahead of ahead of turning on the light Sean he said look read the fucking ads we didn't stop messing is that right Sean correct we have to pay the bills <laughs> right so now a word from our sponsor better help talk about time um, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in a problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in life but when you learn how to find your own solutions there's no better feeling a therapist can help you become a better person problem solver making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small if you're thinking of giving therapy a try better help is a great option it's convenient accessible affordable and entirely online get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time if you feel the need to do so when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can be there for you visit betterhelp.com slash daytrippers today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better h-e-l-p.com slash day trippers and also therapy look um it can be for mental health and be different things and you know people think when we read out this ad it's just like oh um 
couldn't do a fucking Rubik's Cube. Well, I get a therapist. It's not like that. It's, you know, you could have problems in any sort of way. And talking to someone, a therapist is a good thing if you need it. Um, Paramount Plus is showing all the Premier, um, not the Premier League, the Champions League games this season. All the group games, last 16, quarterfinal, semi-final, final, extra time, penals, all that sort of messing is on Paramount+. Plus. So if you subscribe to Paramount+, Plus, you will get all them streamed across the whole season. It's about $10 a month, I think, and it's really good. And IP Vanish, Keith's favourite, is a VPN service that protects your data, your location, your passwords, all that sort of stuff. Very easy to use. One click of a button and protect yourself um, from all those fuckers out there that are trying to rob your identity and stuff like that. Um, use it on your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your PC, your Fire Stick if you're streaming media, all that sort of thing. Rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. And right now you can get it for about 30, I think it's 38. I keep saying 38, but 34 in my head, but it's about $38. So if you want to go and you need a VPN, use IP Vanish. Go to ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers and you can get that sorted. Um, well done, Gav. That was very good. Thanks a million, Keith. Nobody's ever thanked me for doing that. It has to be done, you is know. It it's, it's the is dopey it job. Well? Is it it is, yeah. I'm a bit, yeah. I'm a bit down and down in the dumps here, but yeah. it's a dirty job. Someone has to do it, and you Correct. know, you get no thanks for it. The chat hate it. The guests hate it. Yeah. Everybody hates it, but it has to be done. Well, I had Paramount still show two and a half men because I'd rather be watching <laughs> that than Liverpool in the Champions League this season. <laughs> well, look, um, we've been given out to by numerous people saying, "Why isn't the super chats on? Why isn't this on? Why?" We've turned it all back on. So if you want the super chat or there's a super tanks there I don't know what happens there if you type in tanks does it come up with a big massive thing on the screen I don't know but they're all back on if you want to use them or you want to avail of those services you absolutely can and um, look we're trying to bring you as many shows as we possibly can we're trying to bring you somewhere between 40 and 50 shows a month so if the, the super chat's on if you want to use it if you don't but look hit the like button because somebody absolutely ate me alive in person the other day man ask for fucking likes it's not on so hit the like button if you're watching and um, subscribe if you want to as well because um the word out of this person's mouth was not enough people are fucking watching and it's because of you because you're not asking for people to watch so me shawnee keaton emma and everyone else are asking you to hit the like button and subscribe as well for measured nice chats about liverpool where you can actually get a discussion and it's not just fucking making your ears bleed um solutions shawnee You've been the most fervent on this um, tonight, in fairness to you. But, look, we can say the team is spent, we can look at this, but we still have football to play, Sean. We still have competitions to play in. What would you do? Forget what anyone else would do. What would you do, Sean, to fix this? What What would you, or even, what would you like to see Liverpool try to See, I don't know, Gab, because it's like, people are saying it's a bad one or form, but I just, I just think that there's part, there's lads in the team that just aren't physically capable anymore of doing what we need to do in this system. So I think the first thing you'd have to look at is changing the system. Probably start protecting players a little bit more. Trent needs protecting. And if protecting is taken out of the team and giving Ramsey games, do so. Like, he needs to be protected at the end of the day. He's still, like, he's not that old, Trent. You know what I mean? And I'll say one thing about him. Like, he normally responds to adversity. He normally comes, like, that time around the Euros when he looked like he was going to be left out of the, the squad, he was just fucking, he started clearing it up. And 
I probably I expected the same really. Uh, but he's never looked lower of confidence for me. I think it's going to come down to Klopp. Um, and it's no use seeing it on Wednesday because we should fucking beat Rangers with any amount, with any setup. Honestly, we should. I'd like Wednesday game next Sunday. We play Rangers Tuesday, Arsenal Sunday, Sunday. Rangers Wednesday. See, Sunday, Sunday, what time? Um, I think we're four o'clock on Sunday against Arsenal. <laughs> I'd love I'll to go on to my phone at three. I'd love, I'd love to go on to my phone at three o'clock next Sunday and go, oh, John Barnes yeah. is playing. No, that's different. He's <laughs> playing. Yeah. Half no, you've said that, this before. Yeah, you've said this that's, before. That's different. What are we playing? What are we doing here? That's what I want to see. Something different. I, this 4-3-3 three, three, what we're playing now doesn't excite me. I don't want to watch team run all over us for 90 minutes and for us it's fucking play Keystone Cops at the back and try to take our chances up the other end. No, thanks. I don't want rock and roll fucking football. This shit the club comes out about. Club never actually said that, you know that? Sorry about that. But I don't want that rock and roll football. I want control. Do you know what annoyed me most yesterday watching that game? 3-2, I still didn't feel like we were going to win. No, either did I. Do you know when the last time I said I thought that was? Rogers. Rogers, or the four season of club where it was mental. Even then, you were you were enjoying that then because this this was new. It was different. See, yeah, that's what I mean. Crack. Yeah, it was a bit of crack. I want different. I want different. I want to look at the team and go, what's going on here? What sort of setup are we playing here? Get them fucking guessing again. We're too easy to play against. Yeah. We don't even put challenges in. We're not dirty enough. Teams yeah, just okay. run off us. They bully us. Trossard laughing at us yesterday. One thing Klopp has and one thing Klopp has said and has always said is I want us to be the most difficult team in the world to play against. Yes. That couldn't right. be further from the fucking truth at the moment. We get run all over, we get bullied, and we give up chances to hold you. Thank God we fucking Allison in there. Because otherwise you would have been fucked. Ah, honestly. We are four 0 down. It's simple as honestly, that. Honestly, I want to look at the game next Sunday. Three o'clock, check the live score. What what shape are we playing here? Something different. Not the same shit. Because we're gonna get the same results. And I tell you what, I swear on me life, if we show up next week with the same setup, we will get fucking mauled by Arsenal. Because they're like Jack Russell's with two Mickeys at the moment. They'll run all over us. Marinelli and the other fella out wide, Sake, will absolutely tear us to shreds. We need to do something different. And I'm not talking about this fucking drastic thing. Dr- no. Like this big oh. drastic. Just, not. it doesn't even have to be a personnel thing. Just, what's it, what are we doing here? This is a different setup. Klopp talked about reinventing ourselves. Let's fucking see it. Then. Yeah. He talked about this after Napoli, which is, I didn't even watch <laughs> the game. I haven't even seen the highlights of that game. I don't even know what their goals are like. I didn't see a second of that game. And I, I people saying it's the worst we've ever played on that club. And I, 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 you hear that, you know, you see, you see the reaction and the knee jerk. But then for Klopp to actually reference it when he comes back from the international break would say, would suggest it was fucking bad. But we got with the same, the same. Do you know what? Any decent side we've played this year have fucking battered us. And if we go in, 
to the next two league games with the same thing. And do you know what? Another thing I hate is the word crisis in football because crisis is a word that should be implicated to real life matters. Like, I mean, a fucking war in the Middle East or a housing crisis. Crisis is done what happened in football teams. It's just, your team are a bit shite, mate. It's not a crisis. You know what I mean? It's this buzzword that's thrown up by the media. There's no such thing as crisis in football. Football's not important enough to be in a crisis talk. We just need to do fucking something different. Honest to God. And and that's what, I don't have the answers as if to say, what do we do? Because you know what? We can't turn around and buy two or three midfielders now because we missed that opportunity. We haven't done that. Yeah. So the only thing we need to do is look inside, look, look within for solutions. And that's going to come down to Klopp. That's going to be where Klopp earns his bread. That's going to be an awful lot of, it's going to be an awful lot of very honest conversations, I think, Shawnee. Like, like, but but the thing is, I, I don't think it's a, I don't, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't, um, I don't even. I, every one of those players is aware of what's going on. Van Dijk came out saying, uh, "On break to do better." Yeah, but he came out after the Netherlands, the two games he had with the Netherlands, going, "I'm look, I'm putting my hand up. I'm way off where I should be. I'm not going to speak about anyone else. I'm going to talk about myself. So I haven't been at the the level. You know what I mean? That that I expected myself. So they're fully aware of what's going on. I don't think there's some sort of arrogance with they just think they're going to show up. They know now they're in battles. Teams are coming and having a go. Teams aren't rolling over for us anymore. So, yeah. Look, listen. That's all. I just want to... If I don't... If I can guess what Liverpool are going to do, you can be fucking sure, like you said, Gav, that these analysts and managers who are on millions, who have big salaries, know exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, Let's see something What the club say after yesterday... This is a new Brian manager. We had no idea how he was going to set up and they, they surprised us. Let's see something different. Yeah. Go for it. Let's see something different. Jake with a super chat says, Darwin's sub was a pissed hate two minutes from the end. Why? I think because they equalised and um, he brought him on because he did speak beforehand. And I seen somebody else saying earlier and I forgot to tag it, but he, he said like, why are the, why are the medical team, um, Picking our team now. They're not picking our team, but they, that's what they're there for. You know, if our medical team are out there and there's a fellow walking around with his leg hanging off and the medical team are going, yeah, play him if you want. They're not a medical fucking team. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, but I think he just threw him on because we needed, we needed a goal. I don't think he really wanted to play him yesterday. And that's not, and I've seen people going, oh, I'm not trusting an 80 million pound striker. Well, he's not an 80 million pound striker for a start, but it's not a case of that. He's, he's come back. They've looked at him and went, He's played, I think he played twice for Uruguay. Um, he did, didn't he? Iran and somebody else, I think he played against. And maybe he was a bit short and maybe he had a niggle and he went, put him on the bench. You might get 20 minutes out when you need him. And he didn't think he needed him until that came up. Um, but, but you see, this, this is the world we live in. You know, he doesn't start there with Nunes. I think to try to protect him on an injury, maybe a niggle or whatever it might be. And people go, oh, he's not trusting the striker. But you fucking come on. If he didn't trust me, he wouldn't sign him. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, like it gets a bit ridiculous at times. Um, Emma, you know, Shawnee speaks there about doing something different. But, you know, and listen, one of the happiest I've been in the last fucking couple of years because COVID and everything um, was when Klopp signed the new deal. And I just, I, I would not entertain anyone question whether Jurgen Klopp should be at the club or not. 
Um, you know, always a time from the go, seven years and all. Do you think just the history repeats itself every fucking seven years? It's, it's madness. But looking at it, though, it's okay to question Klopp. And do you think he might have to look at it and say, you know what? If I'm trying to Im- implement something here and it's not working, we might need to go back to what we are doing. If we don't have the legs, we need to adjust. We need to make them fullbacks come back 15 yards just for a couple of games to settle us. The decisions he makes is key, isn't it, over the next month or so, and particularly over the next two weeks, because two massive Premier League games and two games that will shape our future in the Champions League going forward as well. Yeah, big time. It's like Sean said after the Napoli big echo game, coming from that, someone as well. Just if anyone's here and come through a speaker, let me know. Go on. Um, he said after the Napoli game that we need to reinvent ourselves, and Sean is right. We've played exactly the same every single game since then. We've not, we've not actually tried to reinvent ourselves. Um, so we're stuck with the players that we have. So the only thing that you can possibly do is change formation. Um, but I don't know what formation you go to. Do you remember Matt made a, a massive shout at the start of the season thinking that we might go three at the back? But you have to try something. Uh, I'm, I'm not suggesting, I saw Keith there shaking his head, I'm not suggesting three at the back. But you're right, Gav, maybe it's a case that you need to say, listen, the fullbacks stay home. Um, do you go with the 4 2 3 1, uh, like we are talking? Um, do you go 4 4 2? Um, you need to do something. You need to, like like I said, we got to a stage there not so long ago where we could pick the team week in, week out. And then we got to a, a place where we couldn't pick the team week in, week out. Every single team knows we're going to come out and we're going to play 4-3-3. Every single one of them. So it's, it's they can they can prepare all week. Um, whereas, and like Shani said, uh, Klopp didn't know what to expect from Brighton's new manager. That's, that's what we need to have. We need to be able to play several different formations and have that kind of up your sleeve what, what are they going to show up with this week but um, he hasn't really got much time to, to change it with Rangers just the Rangers game on Tuesday but I think I said it yesterday if Kanate is anyway match fit I'd maybe take Van Dijk out of the team for, for that game um, depending on I don't know I don't know whether Ramsey's going to be back I'd maybe stick Gomez at right back. We we should be able to stick the twenty threes out or twenty ones or whatever they're called now um, and beat Rangers. Um but he needs to use, I think, the Rangers game to try and try something different. Because you can't, like Shawnee says, you can't rock up against Arsenal <coughs> and play the way we've been playing, because they'll absolutely smash us. Smash us. Um but yeah, the decisions he makes over the next while everybody looked at it. I I, I don't like saying it, and I very rarely will say it, but I think the the league is gone, um, and it's unusual for me to say that. It is a, top, a scrap for top four, but you need to be very, very careful that it doesn't become a scrap for top six. Um, we're already about four or five points behind um, the top four. We don't need to be going any further behind them. So I think a, a, not necessarily a change of personnel, but maybe a, ch- a change of uh a change of shape. Um, I think Nunes, if it, I think he needs a run of four or five games. I think you 100% starts start on Tuesday. Yeah. But I, I think he needs a run of games. He needs, he doesn't need to start a game and then get 20 minutes the next game. He just needs to throw him in and, and let him get you. Like everybody's saying he's getting used to the system and he's getting used to how we play. Well, 
the best way to do that is to to fucking play him. Like, do you know what I mean? So throw him in, regardless of how he does, and basically throwing him in the deep end and seeing if he can sink or swim. And hopefully, I, I know that Klopp doesn't like throwing him in. He likes to gradually introduce them. But that's great when you're doing well. But um, I think throw him in and he starts regardless um, for the next four or five games. Keith, when we look at it, oh, you see, I'm a bit wary of taking Trent out of the team. And I'll tell you why. Uh, if, if you leave him in there, you're running the risk of just fucking killing him. But if you take him out, you're running the risk of fueling a narrative. Right? And I don't know what damage that does to the person himself. Right? Um, in midfield, we clearly aren't pressing like we used to. So we're going to, ha- in my opinion, and we're going to have to adjust to that and we're going to have to think of something different. I'd still leave Thiago and I'd leave Fabinho in there. But I will put somebody narrower in midfield the likes of an Elia or a Carvalho and say you know what I'm sticking you in there in front of them too right and our wingers are going to have to do a bit more but I'm going to make sure we've shit loads of pace up front shit loads of it Nunez Diaz Salah right I'm going to go them three up front or I'm going to put Jota in front of the midfield too I'm going to do something fucking mad like Sean he said and if he goes something what I'm trying to get around to here is Keith if he goes something radical right and it doesn't work, then he's really fucking pushed himself into a corner. Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. And the reason, I, I don't want to see Liverpool going to three at the back. And the reason I don't want to see Liverpool going to three at the back is it's not the way Klopp has ever played. It's not a system that he likes. And I think he's come out and said he dislikes three at the back. So if Klopp does that now, that, that to me is... Brendan Rodgers, when he tried it and remember fell he done, on Remember he done back. seven formations in the FA Cup semi-final? Yeah. And then just, you know, it's 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 guessing and it's stumbling. I agree we need to do something different, but three at the back isn't the answer for me. But what I do think, I think Trent should come out of him because I think he's in a position now where he's getting targeted and the more he's getting targeted, like he's the weakest link in their team. And that's a ridiculous thing to say. You know, we're all we're all we all know what Martinelli is gonna bleed skin him now on next weekend, unless Trent ups his game. So I would take him out. Nothing really to do with like, well, in fairness, fuck him. If he needs to come out, he needs to come out. But I just think if we went to I'd put Gomez in at right back. That's what I do. I'd put Gomez in at right back, I'd go Matip, I'd go Van Dyke, I'd go Simicast. We've no choice on Simicast, I'd do him there as well. I think it has to be like a 4 2 3 1. And the reason I think it has to be that is just because of the players we have there. Sean, you said this is weeks ago, and I didn't agree with him at the time, but I agree with him now. Don't tell him. I think he's on mute there. So he yeah, can't no, we him. can't hear you. <laughs> uh, but um, Harvey Elliott, right? Harvey, I think Harvey Elliott's a great player, right? And um, I, I, I think he's genuinely a cracking, cracking talent, but he cannot play the right side of that three-man midfield the way we want it because he's an attacking player he's an attacking minded player he can carry the ball he can pass the ball he's excellent at the attacking facets of the game but not at the defensive side of it. and now isn't the time for him to be learning that do you know what I mean it's not the time to, for a 19 year old to be learning how to defend so he cannot play for me on the right side of that we don't have but any I'm players not, I'm that not, can not, yeah, but I wouldn't number. be proposing starting him on a right Oh no no, I know that. I know you're I, saying. I just dropped I just dropped Salah and Diaz 
back a little bit and I play a fella, another fella centrally. Whether yeah, even if that's that, no, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And that's what I'm saying. We don't have the players to press anymore. Thiago and Fabinho would be the two I'd go with in, in the two. And I'd put them so that they're, you know, naturally, if you have a double pivot rather than a single pivot, one player is going to be over to the left and one player is going to be over to the right. So naturally, there should be someone there that can help out. But that's the way I'd play it. And I would go with the pace up front. I think Darwin Nunes, like we're all saying he needs a chance, he needs a chance. He didn't help himself against sent off, you know what no. I mean? So he's not really done himself any favour since he's come in. So whether he's the answer or not, I don't know. But I, I would say now, look, you're the fucking the target man of this team. Not target man, you're the, the focal point, sorry, of, of the attack now of this team. We've changed our, our, our method now to bring in a player like yourself. This is it. We need someone to step up. I'd play him. I'd play Diaz. I'd play Salah. And I would play someone else, whether it be a Carvalho uh, or a Elliot or a fucking Jota or Bobby in there behind it. Because we need to do something that we're not just letting teams run through us. And whether that's, you know, whether 4-2-3-1 allows that, we're just putting a lot of attackers in and leaving two lads in the midfield that can't run. Maybe that's not the answer, but at the moment, we just don't have the personnel. I don't think we have the personnel to stop teams running through us. We, we don't have players that can stop it at the moment, and that's the worry I have. There's no players there in that squad that I so see. So what's the solution to that, Keith? It's a solution. Well, I'll tell you what the I solution, the solution is, Gav. It's not given... It's you, you drop off and you condense space. That's what I think you do. Yeah, you can drop off. You can you can give seed a bit of... um, You know... A bit of territory, say, but you have electric pace up front that can hurt. But if you have, let's say, you know, if Trent plays right back, Trent's quick. Do you know what I mean? So if he's starting 10 yards further back and he can still run on, Simicas is still quick, he can run on. Gomez, if he plays right back, is quick, he can still run on. You don't have to be the high line. The high line isn't working. Do you know what I mean? The high line only works when everybody's on the same page and everybody's on blade and form. If if one player was the only time we'd ever get caught with that high line was if one person switched off for a second and a team was clever enough to get in behind it. Now there's too many of them that are switched off. There's not enough of them that are on. Like Virgil Van Dijk, fair play, he came out and he said, uh, "I'll put my hands up. I haven't been great. I haven't been great." I think he is looking at that World Cup and and I. It shouldn't be an issue, but I think it is in the back of his head. He doesn't want to miss that. He's not pushing himself. Van Dijk is, is, I think, was it Emmett that said it? He's playing now like he's only coming back from his ACL. Now, I know when you come back from an injury, you, you can go on adrenaline, but last season he looked like this isn't going to affect him. This year, it, it looks like he's not committing and he's he's not, not that he was ever a diving in type of centre back, slide tackles and all that, but he's standing off an awful lot more. And I don't know what the story is. We see him yesterday snatching at a blade crossways. You never see Van Dijk snatching at anything. Do you know what I mean? But, I just don't think we have the players. That's the worry I have is we don't have the players to really stop teams from going through us in the midfield. So we need to be back further in our defence. We can't be too high. We can't give absolute green space behind their defence for wingers to to play into because every team has quick players up front that's going to absolutely play <coughs> Air high line and air lack of uh, pace and our lack of pressing. If you're playing at any level, right, and a team stands off you, you can pass your way through them. Easy peasy. And we're, t- we're standing off. Sean, he said it there. We're not dirty enough. We're not nasty enough. We never were, in fairness. But we need to be nasty. We need to let play- teams know that they're in a the game instead of just turning up, pass, 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 boom, one nil down. Like, one nil down all the time. 
And I don't know, like, we just don't look like we have the minerals to be coming back from that all the time. Well, um, Mr. Sinclair says he's a Shawnee fan. Um, Klopp and the models. I'm a Mr. Sinclair fan as well. Just one time on Trevor. If you're Trevor, you can fuck off. Yeah, you're a Sinclair, you're all right. Klopp and the model needs reinventing. Reason we have bigger issue next season with four leaving. Uh, three f- uh, on a free, but it looks like three for midfield. Jude is no guarantee of rail come with three hundred grand a week. It's putting more pressure on the kids, right? And I'm going to get on to that in a minute. I'm going to ask Emma a question on that, right? So Emma, brace yourself. Um, but but no, Jamrock uh, there with the nail on the head. Yeah, Damn. he says here. Jamrock says. Hendo, 3,900 minutes. Fab, 3,700 minutes. Trent, 4,200 minutes. Diaz, both teams, 4,000 minutes. Robbo, 4,000 minutes. VVD, 4,600. Ali, 4,900. Mane, 3,900. Minimum club competition only. That's a lot of minutes last year with limited rest. Too many minutes. So, and we look like we did a... A more strenuous preseason than most yeah. City play two yeah. games. So mix that yeah. both together, right? I, I I'm gonna I am gonna jump forward a couple of months, right? Because it always comes down to um. This is the always been the chat on you or not YouTube as opposed to a point, Twitter, whatever it might be. Emma, we've talked about solutions on the pitch, right? But are we at a stage when it comes to January where we don't give a fuck that it's January, right? All this is January. And I understand when it's in January, teams just want mad money for players because they have their own objectives to get to by the end of the season. But when you look at the amount of minutes those players have had, as Jamrock says, and when you look at the look at the players that are potentially going to leave, most of them will, next summer on freeze and stuff like that, and we might struggle with the likes of a Bellingham if mad money occurs, which it looks like it will. How key is January? And the reason I ask that is because if the club are looking at this and identifying, and I'm sure they probably have identified, going, ah, we've made a couple of decisions here, Emma, and they're not working. And what we thought might happen is not working. How important is it that they act in January? And disregard the fact that, you know, we don't care what other teams' prerogatives they have. We need to go out and get A, B, and C, and we need to do it now. And, and we, we can't wait around. I think January is going to be massive. Okay. And my only my only fear is, is if we go back to, what was it, 2021, <clears throat> January was massive that year as well. And we got Kabak and Davies. Um, so my fear is, is that they, they get to other kind of stop gaps, but I think we need to be planning with the remainder of the season, but also the future in mind as well. So they can't be just two camel kickers that we get into midfield or whatever in January. So they need to do maybe a Diaz, I would imagine, in terms of, okay, we plan for this guy in the summer. We realistically now need to bring this forward to, to January. Um, <clears throat> we're still playing catch-up. We said it earlier on in the show on those two windows, but they needed to pull out all of the stops and get what, okay, you're not going to get Bellingham in January, but maybe, like Keith said earlier on, maybe Bellingham isn't the answer now. Maybe we need to look somewhere else. Maybe we need to split that 100 down the middle and get 250 million midfielders. Um, but I definitely think January is, is, is massive. I think January is mad money, 
it's going to be even worse this year because of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have players that are going to stand out in the World Cup um, and they'll add 10 million, 10, 15, 20 million in some cases onto them. But I think, and Shawnee uh, um, said it earlier on, that FSG, they, they don't necessarily seem to be, they're winning, and I think somebody said it in the chat, they're winning as top four, I think. Um, once we're in the top four, they're still winning in, this, <coughs> in, in their eyes. But, um, and their expectations aren't the same as ours. They probably never have. That doesn't make them bad owners. Um, they're really, I, I think they're good owners. I think they need to just bend the model ever so slightly. The proof is in the pudding there. We've had the injuries to the defence in 2021. We didn't um, have anything in as backup. We let Lovren go and we didn't replace him. Um, we needed a midfielder in the summer. We didn't uh, get a midfielder in. And now look at the shit we're in. So there's two examples of you not opening up the pores or loosening the poor strings. Now you need to kind of act on it and open them up in January. Keith, Shani, yeah. I have a question for you both. I have to go off and grab another can, so I'm going to leave. The, leave I'm about to send Shani. a text to the young friend to tell him to bring me up more bottles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the question is, and, and Emma touched on something there, two windows behind, and that's been, that's been a, a feature amongst loads of people that talk about Liverpool. Keith, question to you, and the same to Shani when you're finished. If you do, if you do two really good ones in January, and you do two really good ones in next summer. Have you caught up, or what will it take for us to catch up? Is it that bad that you're going to need? Because as uh, Shamrock said, or as um, no, it might be Mister Sinclair said. When you look at the players that are potentially going out next summer, just to make up the numbers, you need to do four between now and the next summer, and then you need to add to it on top of that. What number are we looking at, Keith? Then, Sean, walk away. Yeah, look, the the numbers are the numbers. I mean, FIFA 23 is out now, so if we're playing FIFA 23, fucking career mode, yeah, we'll do two in January and we'll do two in the summer and then we'll do two forwards and we'll do a defender and a centre-back. But in the real world, that ain't going to happen. I don't know where the solution is here, lads, because, you know, I've no doubt Liverpool, I think we're going to be in such a mess that they will act in January. But what they will act with, I don't know. There's names in the chat there, and two names that are in the chat there hopping out is Moish Casado and Enzo Fernandez, and their two players would be all over. But they won't come cheap. Do you know what I mean? Casado's going to be you're going to be looking at fifty million starting point on him, and Chelsea are going to be all over him like a bleeding bad smell because of Potter going there, and he is the type of player he's only 20 he will be the engine he can do the running he can cover here he can cover there an ideal type of player Enzo Fernandez has only gone to Benfica he's tearing up there already these are brilliant players but the reality is we will not touch I don't think two of them I think we will do one I think Arthur Mello has come in and I don't know if Arthur Mello is the Kabak and, and Ben Davis signing that we, we got last the last time we were in a crisis. Arthur Mello's fitness isn't there. His, his injury record isn't great, which, you know, doesn't really bow too well. But could Arthur Mello be the answer? Sean, do you think Arthur Mello's the answer long term? If, if he was to come in and be a £35 million player, would you look to keep him in the squad at that price? If Arthur Mello was the answer, I'd fucking love to know what the question is, to be honest. <laughs> Um, it's not a slight on him either, lads. I'm just give give like 
FSG need to break them out. Okay, I think now is the time where they should come under pressure. And if you're a fence sitter, get off the fucking fence. It's on them now. Yeah. It is on it them now. There's no, there's no other way to put it. Training sustainability. No, hold on, hold on. Training ground sustainability. Everything else. That's grand. To give him out a big contract. That's grand. Now is the time. You got you. You have clubbed for what, another three years. Show, show that you want him to win. Show us that it's important to use to win. Of course, they seen the fucking the the financial reward of winning and being winners again. They need now. It needs to be none of this fucking here, there, and anywhere. Do you know what will kill me now? Everyone's going around saying 150 million for Bellingham. It's never going to be that much. It's never going to be that much. It might not even be north of 100 million. All right? Now, you get Bellingham, I'm, I'm nearly sure he's going to be one of the best midfielders in the world for the next 10 years. I'm literally no doubt me mind about it. The only thing is, if you tell me we're going to get Bellingham and hit on me, it's not going to be enough because we're windows behind. We won't do two in January. We won't even do one in January because you'll hear the same show. You will. The right players, the right players. I don't get. I always subscribe to that because you you believed it. But you, I, how can I believe it now? Then when we're told that we made you, a I think with you, Shawnee. When we told what made an eighty million bid for fucking Valverde after the window. No, I think Shawnee. I, I think Shawnee with you. I think Shawnee with you. And you and you've said this in private conversations. Not you may have said it on this show as well, but but you were always a big fan of the way Liverpool looked at things, brought a player in, planned. You know where, as, as someone said earlier, ahead of the curve, and we and we we done stuff, and we done it in the right way. Where you know we are, we're very well run and, and a very clear, sorry, a very clear kind of objective as to what we're doing. And I think where you've lost that, and probably rightly so, is where you're looking at it now going, hold on, there's all these players injured over here, and there's all these players that fucking are, are too old over here, and where's that planning in between? And, and maybe it's a mix of... That. Maybe it's, it's a mix that, of planning, Shawnee, and maybe it's a, risk, it's a mix of not just turning the screw a little bit. Just turning that screw it's a like, little bit when we need to. How, Gav, if there was not, like... the, the what, I'm not going off fucking hit pieces in the Athletic or Melissa Reddy or fucking Anfield inside who was putting up quotes from here, there, and there. I'm not pulling this out of me hole. Klopp literally turned around and goes, we went for a player and he went somewhere else. Case in point, too many. Okay, fair enough. The other one we want is not available. The fucking dog in the street knows it's Bellingham. All right, so how can you go for willing to put forward 50 million for too many to, to not bring in anyone in at all. There's, there's no... It doesn't make sense. You can't tell me the right player is not available. There's fucking loads of players who would approve us. I get that we're going to get the right player. I get that. I 100% get that. That's fine. They don't know what Nunes, don't die with Nunes. An unknown quantity. They paid that's, a gamble. that's a huge gamble, Sean. They, they paid big on him. money for him. They yeah. paid big money as well by Luis Diaz. So you can't just turn around and tell me, no, you've too many and he went. So what, what are you going to do then? You're going to wait for someone. This ends up Fernandez, you won't play everyone's going on about. Haven't seen him. Never heard. He must be good. He must be good. Who has he played with? 
Benfica. He's playing my Benfica. He must be going fucking Benfica. It, it looks like he's going. It looks like he's going to the World Cup with Argentina. So, like, he must be good. All right. Your man Nunes. I watched him. He's not. He's no good. Oh, he's no good. He's not good. He's not a good player. And he no, won't come. He went to Wolves. He went to Wolves because he he's a good player. If he was good, it's somebody, he's not somebody a fucking good player. Lads. He's not a good player. I'm sorry. He's just not. I'm looking around. Coisado. I remember keep banging on about him. Not last year, the year previous. We did these shows where we were talking about these players who may, may or may not come on. Keep mentioning him. He's fucking brilliant. Basuma is brilliant as well. Basuma is a brilliant player. Your man Nunes, I hadn't, I'm not seen it with him. I'm not seen it with him at all. The two games I've watched him, I watched him yesterday, he was shy, and I watched him against West Ham, well, or against the, on his debut. He wasn't great either. Sports, Look, they would have, if they wanted him, they would have got him. But the problem is, they, we need to look now. It, there's no more of this in the middle of the road, shy. There's no more of this in the middle of the road, shy. We're waiting for this, we're waiting for that. We can't afford to wait. Yeah, but uh, and listen, that that can be absolutely true. But I'll I'll ask I'll ask Emma how much of this is on Klopp, because at the end of the day, Klopp was talking was asked outright during the summer about midfielders, and he, and Charlie's right. He spoke about players he went for and he went somewhere else. That's too many. He spoke about players that just aren't available at the moment. It's definitely uh, Joe Bellingham, right? Because. It's everywhere that Liverpool wants you, Bellingham. Like, everywhere. And I'm not even talking about one or two that you might trust in the media. It's fucking rampant, Emmett, right? But how much of it is on Klopp? Because Klopp then turns around, and and I don't want this to sound like I'm absolutely hammering on the fella, but he does turn around and says, I was wrong. We should have, you know, you were, I was wrong. We should have went for a midfielder. He brings in Arthur. I think that's a bit of a, a, a reaction. But how much was on Klopp to turn around and go, and... and Loosen his mind, I suppose, Emmett, to the idea of we need this and we need that and we need to do it now. So, we've spoken on here, like, clap, clap tells Lewis. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the ones, it's the ones that, it, it's, it's really hard to figure out when is he, white lawyers, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. When is he telling white lawyers? And so, didn't he say at the start that we don't need a midfielder? At yeah. the very start of the window, he was happy with his midfield. Yeah. Now, is that Klopp saying that he's happy with his midfield or is that Klopp saying he's happy with the midfield because he knows that FSG aren't going to buy a midfielder? Um, so it's very it's very difficult to, to, to kind of put or proportion a certain amount of blame at Klopp when you don't know fully and no one knows what kind of hand he's dealing with or what kind of hand he's being dealt um, if it's a case that he's decided that he's not needed a midfielder and FSG uh, were there happy enough to, to bankroll uh, a bid, which apparently they were because we were going to go in for too many at 50 million, well then a lot of the blame has to go with Klopp. Um, if it's a case that they weren't willing, well then he's just kind of being a kind of a front for FSG in terms of covering up that the fact that they're not willing to to open up the open up the wallet. So it's it's difficult to say what kind of blame in terms of so that's in terms of um transfers. In terms of the team, I've you've seen people saying that Klopp is too 
loyal to certain players. But then we go back to what we were speaking about earlier on. Who does he put in instead of these players? He has to. He, he can only pick from what he has at the moment. So I'm not avoiding putting blame on Klopp. I thought the lineup yesterday was a little bit strange, um, but I'm not sure. So un, until we know what he's dealing with, it's very hard to try and put blame on him or it's very hard to put blame on FSG because we just don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, God, can, I just ask people to, can I just ask people to stop doing two things? I'd never tell anyone how to support the football club because each of their own. Don't be buying into this Linders book shite. And the other one, don't it's be really buying into it. No, but it's, it's just, do you know what it is? It's it's someone who's not a Liverpool fan, who's on social media, who's posing as a Liverpool fan, who throws it out there and like shite on a wall, sometimes yeah. it sticks. And it, it's another one with the, the, this is what happened at Dortmund. Dortmund were literally selling his best player to Bayern Munich every other year. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, like, there's zero correlation, only for he was the manager. There's zero correlation between what happened at Dom to what's happening now at Liverpool to Pep Linders right now. It's just not. He this, said the same this, about um, on Monday Night Football when he explained how gagging press and walks and people are like... Yeah, or what you're giving up a game. You believe in matter what. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's literally like nobody's watching football. And <laughs> unless you write a book, nobody knows what the fuck you're doing. It's, and, do you know what it is? I think... I'm not making excuses. I think it's got to do with who we're up against, all right? And and who we're trying to chase, all right? And this is the way Americans walk. Not your man Bowley, because he seems like a fucking bit of a, a simpleton, to be honest with you. But you, you look at FSG, and the big thing in American business is risk and reward. What are we risking? What's our reward? All right. Yeah. Again, it's gonna come down to this. The Salah deal. We're gonna give him a new deal. No. Right. He's gonna go for free. We don't want that. Right. So we'll try sell him. Now nobody's gonna buy him. Okay, you have to pay him. Because if you don't pay him and he goes for free next summer, you're gonna need to pay a hundred to hundred and twenty million to replace his output team on top. That's before you pay a wage. Alright? So that's that out the window. Just give him the fucking contract. Right. What's going on, Jorgen? Need a midfielder. Yeah. Do you think you get away with what you have? I reckon Klopp backs himself fucking seven days a week, twice on Sunday. Every day, he turns around. Yeah. They turn around and go, we bought you a midfielder. What this is going to be? We could have bought two midfielders this year. Let's be honest with you. All right. If Haaland stays fit, fucking forget about it. And I'm, I'm, being, I'm not being defeated saying that. Forget about it. That fella is scoring goals at the rate I've never seen anyone doing him before. Because he's not playing football. He, he, he doesn't no, have to. No, he doesn't have to. Because the, the point, rest of his team... No, Gav, don't, let's not, I'm not going to get railed off here. No, the rest of his team have been told the thing about is, the they will, unless he's in the box. They'll be looking at... They will look at that going, all right, I don't know, how much do you get from winning the Premier League for finishing second? What's the difference? Uh, it all depends it all on how close you are to the league because um, it... it more or less, you, 
the major monies in the TV money are actually yeah, the position. Yeah, the TV money is already guaranteed. What's the what's no, the no, 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 no. It the depends when you come down on the amount. TV. But if you show more on TV, you get more. So if it's yeah, a really fair, close like, title, like like City have won leagues and Liverpool have made more of them on TV yeah, because it, yeah. Liverpool yeah, are yeah, right, right, right. So I'll put it this way, All right. So let's be honest. If you win the league, it doesn't really. If you we could be in a battle for top four, we'll be on every week. Yeah. 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 We will. Yep. We'll be on every week. Yep. All right? Either so, way, Liverpool will always be heavy. All right, so hold on. We, what's the outlay? Will we put down this 80 million for what sort of return? Oh, well, we might win the league. There's no guarantees. It'll be we might win the league and you know, just go with what you have. That's the way they look at it. It's risk-reward. Man City don't have that problem because Pep turns around and goes, hey, I want Holland. Don't worry, I'm going to set up a fucking post office box down the road from the, the, the job. Uh, we own this new paint factory down the road there. I'm at the paint 11 million for it. And they're going to sponsor us every year for 150 million. And you can do whatever the fuck you want with that. And if that goes wrong, it doesn't matter because I can just set up a fucking car toy factory down the road. And if that doesn't work out, I'll set up a paint and fabricating factory and a fucking panel beating company down the road. And we can slap that sleeve on your arm and we can put it on the side of the pitch and we can pay you infinite amount of money because money is not an object to us. This is what we're up against. They're not going to take the risk when this is what we're up against. We're up against one of the greatest managers of all time with unlimited resources and we're pushing them every year. And you can't guarantee anything. That's what I'm trying to say. They they don't look at it like us. When we finished second last year in the league, they would have been like, do you know what? We'll have another go next year. When we lost the Champions League final, they would have been like, well, we're back in next year and we can have another go. doesn't fucking matter. This is what we're up against, lads, and it's risk versus reward for them. They don't have the same. They don't look at football through the same prism as we do. Because for us, winning is everything. That joy of winning. We waited 30 years to win a league. Do you think FSG knew what that felt like? Did they fuck? They could turn around in interviews going, and we knew how... No, you didn't. You didn't know. But that's that's not a slight on them. That's just not us. They're not football fans. They're businessmen at the end of the day. And what they're going to be looking at doing is now, Anfield Road is done. Super League's coming down the line. That might not happen. I'll tell you what, we'll lash another stand up there where the main stand is. We'll get it up to 70,000. And bang, we'll sell the club on for three or four billion. And our job is done. And a sports investment group has made an investment in a football club and built it over a decade and flipped it for mental cash. And that's exactly what they're looking at. Yeah, and, that's, and that's where, but that's where football is going. Because <clears throat> I've said it reward every single time, yeah. and they'll feel it big time if you don't go, if you don't make Champions League. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've said it for I've said it for a couple of years now. There's only one way Liverpool are going, and they're going to be owned by a country or a guy that's fucking mega rich, like the guy that owns Amazon. Like, there's no other way to go. You're literally buying a 9 out, 9.5 out of 10 football club. And the only reason you're buying it is to say you own it. There's no where you go in and go, if I bring this in and I do this, I'll make money. You're not making money. You're simply not making money at Liverpool Football Club right now. If no, you buy them. You're they not. don't take money, Gav. And the thing is, people t- people talk about dividends. Like, lads, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not calling you stupid, but you need to realise that FSG don't pay out dividends. We're not on the stock market. 
No, we don't. The shareholders would be paid with him. That red board, all the that would all be done by them. That we don't have to pay. We like United's dividends are their guarantors. That that has to go out. That has to go out. They're on the stock market. People are invested. I could buy shares in United tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's, all, we're not we're still we're not like trading we're tra- we're trading we're not trading on the open market the, the the fucking dividends could be all sorted out between look listen these red board lads could have bought and say look you're not getting dividends but when we sell the club for five years down the line for three billion you're gonna be in on it and you'll get whatever you get out that's the way they look at it they haven't taken any out of the club and they don't they don't put their own money in but not many owners do the club is just operating that way because I'm sorry to tell you and I might hurt you and I might wind you up a little bit. The goal is not to win for them. The goal is not to be top dog. It's to be at the top table. And, and that's what they're trying to take out again. You need to look. They're trying to get rid of the jeopardy. Look at the fucking Super League. They're trying to get rid of that jeopardy. They don't want the maybes anymore. They want the definites. NFL, definite. Two divisions. Fucking split up into four each year. The same teams. Every um, year. John O's They're going to be there. NBA. Different conferences. The same teams. Every year. NHL. They're Americanizing the sport. They want to fucking bring in all-star games. Yeah. They, they don't. It, but, it's, but says they don't Sorry. Want, they, don't, they want absolutes. They don't want definites anymore. And that's where they're going with these fucking Super Leagues and this shit. This is what it is. It's not a slight on FSG. This is football. This would be football. This would be the Norman football if you didn't have, like Gav said, oil states with fucking unlimited resources just throwing cash about. Yeah, but, We're operating. but, but look, that, that comes that, that comes down to the, 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 the football associations and stuff. Sorry, I'm not knocking Darius' super chat off. He says, I think it's more on Klopp because if he knows it's FSG and he's not saying it, then that's worse for him. And Jono says, Gav, Chelsea aren't owned by a country. It's another American. Chelsea aren't a blade. I, I can't work out what's going on at Chelsea. I genuinely... Now, the only thing I would say is that he's bought that club. He spent billions on it, including writing off $1.6 in debt. And I'm presuming, I'm presuming <laughs> what he's, uh, uh, I think what he's doing is they're spending all this money and they're going down the exact same route as Abramovich, where they're providing loans to the football club to buy all these things and the same way Abramovich did. And that's where they are. And listen, that might work for some people, but when you wake up in the morning, you get out of bed and you talk, think about FSG, what you have to think about is the model they work on. They are self-sufficient owners. Whether you like it or you don't like it. Some of the bits I like, some of the bits I don't like. But listen, I tell you, if Liverpool went 500 million in debt under FSG because you want them to spend all that money and they were getting the results that Man- like Manchester United have been getting over the last 10 years, you'd be kicking and fucking screaming that these owners are putting this money in and we're getting nowhere and we're, we're 500 million in debt and we're getting nowhere. That's how it works because that's the fucking era we live in, right? It's all about instantaneous reaction to fucking everything, right? Now, there's no way that Bowley is spending that amount of money at Chelsea and staying with an FFP. He's loaning that club money. There's no doubt about it, in my opinion. I can't <coughs> see another way around it. He's doing, he's basically went in and went, Abramovich was doing really good there, right? But they're losing 1.6 billion over the last 20 years. So what I'll do is, I'll just loan him the money the same way. He's basically took Abramovich's place for a price. And he's trying to get to the top. 
And if that's the way they want to go away with it, fine. There's no Lads, point. I'm telling you, we've no been having this talking. conversation. Sorry, Sean. There's no Kelsey point. There's no, there's no point in talking Kelsey Man City and Newcastle because that is beyond, like, it's just beyond even discussion at this stage, right? Chelsea are fucked. Chelsea right. are fucked. And but, I'll tell you why. They got completely got completely got rid of the whole football of operation that was in place. Keith will vouch for this because Keith looks at football at this level. The big part of Chelsea's model was being able to overturn youngsters to countries all over the world for big cash. They always made a lot of money without going to players going out from here and there. They did. Terry Glamty, Tamari. Look at the players they have scattered all over the place. Ake, everywhere. You can't do it anymore You can't do it anymore because the, the people who are recruiting those young players and that operation is completely gone. So they, they, they spent with the bedrock of that behind them. That's gone now. Bowley's just throwing cash. That's going to be a fucking basket case. That's, That's another Barca waiting to happen. Oh, completely. Completely. Well, Jono... Bowley Jono's, hasn't got a fucking clue. Jono says here, and I'm, I'm going to bring this comment up, and it's all over the fucking place in the screen, but fuck it, all right? It's half 11. Gav, self-sufficient is fine. LFC generates more than United. We can we can on our own spend 200 million of our own money every summer. We can pay our own... Sorry. We can pay our own way, yet club don't release all the funds for us to spend. Jono... Jono, go back and look at Liverpool's accounts for the last five years and tell me how much money they've made over the last five years. That's all I'm going to ask you to do, right? And I I 100% believe that Liverpool went out tomorrow and rang the fucking Bank of Ireland and said, I need 200 million in credit. They would give it to them, right? Because they make a lot of money, right? But that's not how they work. What they do is they take all this money in and they fucking spend it. They don't go above it. They don't really stay below it. And I'd say over the last five years, we've probably made 20 or 30 million quid in profit. Maybe. But the, the COVID has kind of fucked you over. I do remember I was making about 50 million one year, but then there was debts that had to be paid off, historical yeah. debts and stuff like that. So, Jono, just please, please, Jono. Because I, to be honest Neil with you... No, hold on, sorry, Shani, one second, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring that comment up for you in a second. Jono is a brilliant contributor to this chat. Right, and anyone that thinks different is wrong. Right, he's a brilliant contributor to this chat because he comes in and he has his opinion and he sticks to it and he makes it really well. Jono, all I'm going to ask you to do is go and look at Liverpool's accounts from 2016 to 2021 and come back and talk to me because I don't think Liverpool have made 200 million in profit in the last five years that we could sit there and go, We've 200 million here sitting here, right? Because of what we spend, and remember. When clubs go out and spend a billion on a stadium, i.e. Spurs, they owe a fucking shitload back. And we've seen it with Arsenal when they built that in 2005 or whatever, they built yeah. the Emirates. And it took them 10 years to get back to any sort of semblance of, of Arsenal, right? We And people go, oh no, um, FSG are charging the club. FSG give the money into the club and spend the money with the club. At a zero, no inflation rate. The only percentage that's... Um, payback is inflation right and that's just standard fucking stuff and i completely get your frustrations where you're coming from but you always have to tell yourself what is the what is the procedure here what is the model and when you agree with it or you don't agree with it you must go with that right it's like fucking done stores done stores give you a tenner off every 50 quid you spent Right, but you can't walk in and go. Eh, you're making loads of money. Why can't you give me twenty? It doesn't. It's not, it doesn't work like that. But I, I still think you're right in the sense that 
we could stretch ourselves a little bit more, but I don't know how much more based on the model. I could see the argument of FSG selling the club, but it, then it comes down to morals. And it's only going to come down to morals when Liverpool Football Club is sold. It's not going to come down to what money has he got or what money has she got or what money have they got. It's going to come down to your basic human rights morals. That's all yeah. it's going to come down to. Do you want to be, owned, do you want to be a billionaire's plaything like uh, Jeff Bezos or uh, Elon Musk? Or do you want to be owned by a sports washing country like Man City, like Newcastle? And it really does come down to that. It's it's not the way it's not the way I'd enjoy football to be honest. And I know it's easy to say this now, but I think when that day does come, I don't, a bit of me will die with support of Liverpool. It's coming. There's no doubt about coming. it. hundred oh, percent. Because where else can it go? It can't go anywhere. Can't else. go anywhere else. It, it can't go anywhere. Neil else. hit the nail on the head, Cav, with that yeah. comment. But back there, Sorry, I get, it's I get simple Neil, as that. And I apologise because I didn't. I I went on a bit of a rant there, and it's fucking twenty to twelve, and I'm sorry. That's shiny in particular. Neil, Neil hit the nail on the head. Neil, Neil completely nailed it. And look, what's his name on screen? Is it Neil? Neil. Neil. It's just Neil. What Neil basically said, and you know what? If you fucking if you're holding this against FSG, you're a bigger fucking idiot. To be honest, FSG banked on financial oh, fair yeah. play, oh, yeah. doing the job. He yeah. banked on the rules that were supposed to be in place being enforced. They weren't. They played for in a world where the game ain't fair. And that's why, Shani, I think it's coming because the, the rules coming in 2025, earmarked Gav, three years before. It. No, no. Earmarked three years beforehand, right? Gav, has, you fucking, the, the rules don't matter. The, the, this look is what you're doing. You can't no, no, stop no. That. If you hear me out, I'm going to agree with you. The rules that are being <laughs> supposedly put in place in 2025, earmarked three years beforehand, has literally told these clubs, you fill your boots between now and 2025 and we can't touch it beyond it and that's what it is and yes and Neil is right they did gamble on FFP and they did gamble on other things and no it hasn't worked because of the influence on football finances from different people it's 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 as simple as that and that's why you were looking at the Super League <clears throat> they would have got away with the Super League if they'd approach it in a different way in my opinion because there's no they don't want jeopardy and they want they can't get if you can't get security from the government bodies then you have to deal with yourself and that's what happened with the Super League the 12 or however many clubs agreed to go out on their own all said fuck this who would have forced to pull out of City and Chelsea yeah do you want to know why because they were like we don't need the fucking 400 million the zone and JP Morgan are going to give us we don't give a shit about that football is dying fast and th- that's the way it is UEFA fucked up initially they had a chance to fuck to lay down the gauntlet yeah they had a chance to these rules the are yeah and they're not they're fucked they're, they're bollocks and I tell you what so many clubs like and I won't be talked about now, but earmark this. I'm telling you, if Arsenal don't get Champions League this year, they're bollocks. Yeah. yeah. Well, look. A lot of um, teams are playing that. They're rolling the dice. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, you can. Off? You can have the Shani last one before we no, move. Sean, you said something about FSG not wanting to win, and I slightly disagree with that. I think they do want to win, but I think they've won, and that's it for them. And it's the same with the Red Sox. The Red Sox hadn't won in 80 years. They won 
and that was what they wanted. And now it's just a case of they don't want to be losing the money. They, they're happy to take <coughs> the fourth, you know, second as, mm. as opposed to fourth now. But it becomes difficult to sell Once a club, want, they, Yeah, but they, they sell that club now saying, look, we've turned this into But who's buying it? Club. Who's buying it? The, yeah, because exactly. the more successful you get and the rate and the level you're at, the amount of buyers dwindles massively. Yeah, they're genuinely only, looking, like you're, at, when you're looking at uh, the four Jeff billion Bezos. Mark. Is that his name? Yeah. You're looking at the, the other guy that's mental. What's his name? Elon um, Musk. Elon Musk. Are you looking at a country? That's what you're yeah. looking at. Simple as that. And if you're looking the, at a club like that, if that's that, when you're talking about the three, four billion mark, you're, not, <laughs> you're only doing it to say you own them. Yeah. You're not doing it for any other reason. Um, in, a, in a funny way, us winning the league, um, I know we all wanted to win the league for 30 years, but in a funny way, us winning the league. Has probably gone against us a little bit because whilst they don't want to win, like Keith said, by winning, it's kind of nearly bought them kind of a bit of time. Do you know what I mean? With us, the fans, mm. there would have been a hell of a lot more pressure on them if we had been finishing third and second and third and second or second. There would have been more pressure on them to spend more money. But now the fact that we've actually got to the Holy Grail and we've won that, it kind of has bought them a year or two. And it's now that only we're, we're kind of not pushing on or not kicking on and winning more that we're starting to ask questions about their spending or are they going to spend? So, yes, it was great that we won, but probably the next, wasn't the best thing. The next decision with regards to the Super League will be the key for FSG at Liverpool, in my opinion, because the Champions League is just a fucking watered-down version of it. And they're not, and the, the, the shareholders in, in it, um, or the stakeholders, i.e. the clubs, still aren't getting enough. Um, from they, They've done a deal, but they still probably aren't getting enough compared to what they've been offering the Super League. And, and you know what? The next version of the Super League, where Florentino Perez is still talking about it, and if he's talking about it, you know he fucking means it. Um the next variation of that is probably what would be key in FSG. If they see a Super League come where they can get 400 million a year and then absolutely go for it, fine. But if they don't get it, I could see them cashing in their investment. But then it's all a case of now, now who, now who comes in and, and where do you stand on it? And and you will have Liverpool fans that go, you know what? We can't beat them, join them. And you'll have Liverpool fans that go, I'm not having it. Just it's just not for me because and I'm being honest I'm on the side of no if you're going to go in and just make up stuff to throw as much money as you can in it's not a game anymore it's a fucking it's it's a game of trivial pursuit with fucking load of money in your pocket um, but look it's we're an hour and 40 minutes in um, a little bit over started. that it's been we're only getting started um, but we're running out of cans if we had more cans we would have stayed all night to be honest but look it's been a brilliant show I'd like to thank everyone in the chat um, it's been amazing as usual and most importantly you've given your points and you've given them in an adult fucking way because the, ch- the childishness that went on yesterday um, again I'll say it and I don't apologise for saying it it won't be tolerated um, this is an this is adults talking about football and you should be able to give your opinion, listen to an opinion, and then um, move on. So I'm I'm delighted um, that it has worked out that way tonight. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No, no, all good. Oh, it oh, actually it didn't, didn't feel like an hour and forty four. I have to say, no, really I felt like about three hours. I was getting grilled there with Shani for a fucking good half hour. <laughs> you deserved it. <laughs> I did deserve it. I love Shani. I love all the lessons. Uh, go on, Emma. 
You're good. No, no, You're all good. good. Good stuff. Uh, Keith, anything else before we go? No, all good. We got through a lot there. It was a nice little debate, a nice yeah. chat. And if people want to say that we're on the FSG payroll after this, I I, I don't see where they're, they're going to come from because we've been accused of that before. And, oh, yeah, uh, we get accused of loads. Interesting. Yeah, you know I mean? not calling them out. I think we've called out the owners. We've called out the players. We've called out the manager. We've called out everybody really tonight. Oh, That's I, what's listen, I think, I think when it comes to these shows, you know, we just give our opinion, and, and and some people like it, some people don't. Like me and John O'Clash, John was in the chat. There. I've never met the, the the guy before, right? And we we clash, we chat, we fucking discuss, you know, whatever it might be. He does it through text, I do it through voice. And you know what? When it's all over, he comes back the next day, and so do I. Do you know what I mean? If he it, like, if me and John, who've never met, would fall out, he just wouldn't be in there, and I'd be just going, I'm not doing a fucking show that John O'Fellas a prick, but. I we value what people say and we take it in and we throw it out on the screen and we talk about it, you know. And when this is all over, we'll all go and have a can. And uh, Shani had been blocking my number because I'm a massive ultimate team, and then we just move on to the next day. Shani, um, anything else before we go? Oh, God, just let a plug. Buy me new book, Intensity. It's installed <laughs> now. And I'll go book, I'll go book, I'll go book, You're way better looking really at me for that. It's Lawson, I'll be on book version. Yeah. 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 But I'm a fucking Twitter bed wetter in for 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> you do the audio on the audio book, Sean. You read it. Jono says yeah, it's all good, Gav. Jono said it's all good. I take your points. But now, honestly, when, when, when the likes of Jono and loads of others, they bring all these chats forward and, you know, we get off this and, and Keith might say, oh, he made a great point or she made a great point. Shawnee do the same. Emmett does the same. And, and you know something? That's what it's all about. You know, we, we, we come in here, we have a we have a chat, we have a discussion and we put it out there for you to, for you to discuss. Um, Brad said... Look, before, can I say just one thing? Yeah. And, and it's the chat fair play to you. Uh, you are all in there mixing with debate hmm. and different opinions and it's not getting nasty, you no. know? Um, I like that. And I think that's something that's it's been going, kind of consistent within the trippers. Look, yeah. I don't give a bollocks about FSG one way or another. I used to Liverpool. If they sell the club tomorrow, I couldn't give a bollocks. But I do like what I do say is that um, when you when you when you still get into it in the chat, you're there the next day and you're you're chatting or whatever. Like you can have a different opinion without hating someone or disliking them. You, you can you, it's. A, it's okay to agree in today's society. It's not, it doesn't have to be yeah. so erratic and against. And you, you should probably be in the comments one around saying, Sean talks a lot of shit. You're fucking dead right. I talk a lot of shit. Oh, you want to hear I know. Off, like, I I know yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it, look, I don't claim to know anything about football. I'm giving a platform to chat to the lads who happen to just be my mates. Mm. If I was sitting here and you were in the gaff me, I'd be saying the exact same things. Yeah. Just like, if this hasn't proved that, Last year when people are saying, ah, oh, you should be enjoying it. You should have fucking enjoyed it. So when it does get good again, which it will, enjoy it. Don't be worrying about the fucking little things. When it gets Just good enjoy again, it can we all go on the lash? 100%. 100%. Yeah. 200%. But um, look, that has been the fat back for Just buy the book. Buy the fucking book, <laughs> right? Shawnee's book intensity. Um, Pep Linder's ghost wrote it. Uh, <laughs> but um, that has been the fat back for um, listen. <laughs> um, that's Shawnee been the fat back. That's been Shawnee. That's been Keith. That's been Emma. I've been Gav. 
The link is in the description for Bobby's Wish to Walk, right? Just go and give him give him money and we can get him over the line. We get the 150 grand and it'd be the best Christmas present you've ever given to anyone, right? Instead of giving link sets, links Africa sets and fucking, you know, all these pricks that come along and go, oh, I bought you a fucking golf tail with two golf balls that you're never going to put near the face of a golf club, right? Um, just give the money to, to, to Bobby. We get him over the 150 grand and that'd be great. The, hit the like button on the way out because that's we've been told to tell you that again. Subscribe, 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 subscribe because there's not enough, not enough people listening to this show where we talk bullshit, but we do it in a nice, orderly manner most of the time um, and all that sort of stuff. That has been the Fatback 4. Thanks a million for watching. Tomorrow is winners and losers. Tuesday is full-time reds. Wednesday is midweek fix. Thursday <sighs> is the viewer's voice. Friday is the Premier League forecast. Nothing on Saturday. Sunday will be... Oh, two shows Sunday, will there be? Arsenal away? Yeah, we do a full-time Reds and we do a um, Fatback 4 as well. Talk to you in a bit. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.